Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to day three of Guitar Nerd's Gear of the Year Rundown 2015. Um, I'm your host Mark Packham, joining me this evening is Matt Knight, Hello. and Jay Cross, Hello. and Joe Branton. Shalom. It turns out I've completely forgotten how to start a podcast after yes. doing three today. What I realise is we should probably have said, if you've listened, if you've just downloaded today and you've not listened to the previous two... You should definitely do that. Spoiler alert. I mean, I will call the file day three, so yes. hopefully people will be clever enough. I respect our listeners enough that they all go, hmm, maybe this is the third one in a yes. series of... Some just like listen to these other ones. It could be like a, it could be like a movie where it's you know it Maybe starts three prequel. days before and then you know it builds up to the. Climatic. Can we work out the machete order for the, this, these podcasts? These podcasts. Well, whichever I couldn't remember the machete sure order. My girlfriend's finally agreed to sit down and watch Star Wars with me. Four, five, two, three, six. Four, five, two, three, six. Yeah, you right, ignore okay. one and yeah, you start that's with. A, that's yeah. it. I wanted to start, ignore one. Yeah, but so I you go New Hope. That's good. That's a good order because then. I was Those concerned. Is that the gear of the year category? Is it? Yeah. yeah. I, I was concerned about. Do you ignore the first one? Star Wars film of the year. Uh, I was going to start it like in the like one, two, three, four, five, six, and then I was like, oh, I can't let one be the first one she sees. Yeah. And I was trying to remember not. what the order is. And New Hope is definitely the right first yeah, one. Yeah. To yeah. Because Star Wars is about the chosen one, which is yeah. Luke. So you've yeah. got to start. Oh, spoilers. Not a spoiler. Anyway, anyway, so today we are running down um, 2015's best pedal and weirdest gear 2015. Uh, On previous days, as Jay mentioned, we've done best guitar, best other thing, best amp, and 2015's, 2014's. 2015's best, best product of 2014. Mm. Um, do go back to the previous episodes to listen to um, the uh, the winners, uh, and we will recap that at the end of this podcast as we uh, prepare to dive into another day of deliberations and then the final. So, best pedal. We're going to run this one slightly different to uh, how we've been doing the previous categories. I'm going to read them all out, and I want you to say keep or cut um, are you going to do it as we go through yes I'm right. going to read them and I want you to say keep or cut and then we'll whittle this list because the list on this one is massive yeah, compared to like everything else. I think, and the difficult thing is with pedals is there's so many companies out there have made so many awesome yeah and we've tried to get a kind of smattering of some more mainstream stuff and some more like um, kind of boutique stuff so right let's uh, let's go down the list Boss DD500 cut 
<laughs> Should we just say cut? I think it's it. fair to say we're going to keep the DD5 yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah. Um, Dunlop Crybaby Mini. Are we not even saying a little bit about them? No. No. Well, we're not. We're probably not going to have time. time. What okay. we will do once the list is okay. kind of trimmed Short down time. a little. Fine, fine, fine. So, Boss DD500. Keep, keep, keep. Dunlop Crybaby Mini. Keep, oh, keep, keep. Yeah, I guess so. TC Electronic Viscous Vibe. I own one, but I'm actually going to say cut. Yeah, I'm going to say cut. cut. It's, it's a great pedal, but but yeah, it's 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 not. I think I think innovation is probably what we're looking for in pedals. Oh, I guess I maybe we'll see. Well, I guess we we'll see. Yeah, I'm 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 cool with a cut on the Viscous Vibe. Ibanez Tube Screamer Mini. Cut. Keep. 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 So two keeps and a cut. So I'm saying we'll keep. Um, Wampler DB Plus. Cut. Cut. It gets cut. cut. Yeah. TC Electronics Helix Phaser. Cut. It's mm. not a very good phaser. I'm gonna say cut, just on the same reason okay. that we there, cut. There are better phasers out there. Strymon dig. Keep. 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 Two keeps. We keep it. Boss S Y three hundred. Keep. 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 Okay. Mm. Keep. The Montreal Assembly Count to Five. Keep. keep. We should. We should discuss that. Yeah, we will. We'll discuss it when we keep them. Yeah, right. Dodd meat box. Keep. Keep. Cut. Keep. No way. <laughs> keep. That pedal is winning. There, so there is I, there is actually an argument here for that to be moved from best pedal to best base product. Because because uh, actually I must admit, and I, and the reason I would say that is that it doesn't sound great on guitar mm. at all. But I hear it's very good on bass. <laughs> it is the best pedal. I bass I vote we move it because I would okay. I was actually going to say cut. So right, to let Joe okay. fight his I was corner. only going to say oh, cut to noise him Because of that whole deco. It's got, it's got more chance of winning something, I guess. <laughs> in the, but yeah, okay. So MXR Carbon Copy Bright. <laughs> keep. Keep. Cut. The Magnet... So that's a keep, by the way. Uh, magnetic White Atom Fuzz. Keep. Cut. Keep. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Way Huge Blue Hippo Chorus. Cut. Cut. Oh, oh man. it goes. I really like it. Really like it. And we, and like we, it. we, you know, we did that. Is it a cut if, if it's a draw, yeah? I'm I'm not having a say in this. I'm oh, leaving it I down see. to you guys. So that is a right. cut. Uh, Mooga Fuga MF Flange. Cut. Cut. The Earthquaker Interstellar Orbiter. Cut. Cut. Mm. We lose it. Line Cutting. six Helix. Keep. 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 So two keeps. So. Joe didn't even have a sign. Well, it doesn't matter if you get two. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've copied. I'd that. cut it because it's, it's worth mentioning. I'm. Crap. We've got a big <laughs> spreadsheet going. So if you hear me. Uh, if you hear me typing, that's why. Um, so, the rundown thus far is Boss DD500, Dunlop Crybaby Mini, Line 6 Helix, Ibanez Tube Scrooper Mini, Strymon Dig, Boss SY300, Montreal Assembly Counter 5, MXR Carbon Copy Bright, and the Magnetic White Atom Fuzz. Is there anything that we've missed? Anything else that came out this year that deserves to yeah, be on that list? I mean, I've certainly thought of some other pedals, but to be honest... I'm looking down that list and I'm going, there's things that I've tried on that that I've gone, in terms of like being a new product and doing something different and being like, you we, know, we, we did interesting. We, I think there's a, a, a good range of products the, on The there, Ranger effects pedal I th- was on the list earlier. Did we agree the not Ranger, to that? I put under weirdest gear because oh, right, I okay. kind of want to talk about it quite a bit and I think it deserves to be in weirdest gear more than it does in best pedal because I don't Fair think enough. it's one of the best pedals this year. Right, okay. I do think it's one of the weirdest. So I put cool. it in that category. Okay, fine. So, can I, just before we move in, yes. can I put forward, whilst I'm not going to suggest something that should be in there, a notable omission mm-hmm. from this is um, there's no electroharmonics. 
there, there is no, no electroharmonics. That yes. is because they just do lots of stuff and it's all okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've they've I, yeah, they've I've, released some like quite cool stuff this year. You know, they've I mean, they've released some quite cool stuff this month. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's the cockfight has come out. The crayon. The crayon has come out. And but have they done anything? What about the the keen? Oh, you've got the keen eye in the keen eye is in weirdest gear in this weirdest year because they took a bit of a detour. I think electronics this year. Yeah, so it, it's very odd because you know I I can't remember offhand, but presumably last year we had a, a bunch of EHX there pedals. Was, hmm. I think the thing is I don't think there there's been a lot of pedals there's been a lot of great pedals but I don't think there's been a standout no pedal. These, the, every the, single one of these the is like in its field is. Is the only pucker. thing that's really stood out for me is the nanopog, but it's just a micropog and yeah, a small box. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, well, yes. I agree. I think, uh, yeah, last year they had a supreme year. This year they've been doing some iterations and making things smaller and doing like other projects like the Keynine and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, no electroharmonics, which is very surprising. Oh, wow. So let's do uh, just one last pass. Is there anything there? that we think is debatable for it being on that list. Montreal and the... I'd say Tube Screamer Mini, but... Because I, I, d- I just... The Tube Screamer Mini's great, but it is a Mini... Just another but a lot of A lot of people no, it saying it is different. a better well, Tube Screamer. Yeah, I know. I suppose it isn't exactly the same terms of its sound, but I just think there's other overdrives out there. There's, I mean, there's a lot of overdrives out there, and I don't think it would be in my top five pedals purely because I think there's better overdrives that probably aren't on this list that came out this year. That if I was going to buy one, I'd probably buy one of the other ones. I just it didn't. I, I didn't blow me away when I plugged it in. I thought, I, okay. cool, tube screamer, great. I could be. Pedal I could size. be swayed by that argument. I think it, it's, yeah. it's a great pedal, and I think definitely worthy mention of this year. This year was the year that the tube screamer mini. It came out and in less than 12 months it's become the most popular tube screamer for people to buy so it is a great pedal I'm not sure how much further it can I go maybe in comparison bought- to things like the Dig and the um, mm. the thing that the I Helix. wonder about the tube screamer mini is how many people are actually now buying regular tube screamers still because apparently I mean it's been a while since I've heard the tube screamer mini I heard it at launch but a lot of people say it's the best sounding it's obviously smaller it's regular 9 volt so it's kind of the best one of its product type mm. you know if you're looking at a- actual Ibanez tube screamers the thing uh, that's odd though is it's, it's the 808 it's not the 9 and the 9 is the more popular one for people driving their amp traditionally I think it's funny really because before you know we were saying only about the Clon clones and the soul food and then people are moving on to this Dumble thing and I think before the Clon it was like got to get that got to get that classic tube screamer sound yeah, yeah. That was, and that I used almost to be the think that thing. the tube screamer thing has almost <laughs> had its day and this is a cool revival of that product for a small spacing because you know it's a cheaper product you know an 808 reissue is now going to start to set you back nearly 200 quid Yeah, and you look at 200 quid and you look at some of the other things you can buy out there for 200 quid you think actually there's better products out there I, I wouldn't say it was worthy of a top five position are we in agreement that the tube screen <coughs> mini needs to yeah. go is there anything else on that list that people are thinking probably wouldn't make it into their top five the white atom I, no, I no, oh, I think no you way. guys are crazy it's I think a great it's just, fuzz it's just another it's a, fuzz no no no, really no there's no good thing. Though, fuzz is the best sounding effect there is I mean that's definitely not true but it's also it's not just another fuzz in the the two types of uh, transistors yep. that are in there yeah I think that's um, very cool mean that you get a big blend and you get like everywhere from like um 
big muff type sounds right through to almost like classic overdrive sounds mm. right through to your 8 bit sounds yep. which a lot of pedal manufacturers would split out into different into pedals different pedals yeah I, and I, I understand I, I do understand that I do understand that I do I think that a fuzz pedal is the best pedal of the year I, I, I find that difficult I don't to, know I'm not saying it's the could it hang in the top five? I, I think, think so. it could. I, I mean, I would almost. I don't know, maybe this is a, is a bit controversial, but maybe I'd almost say that the SY three hundred. That was going to be my next uh, recommendation. I, I was almost. Cut. I was almost going to say cut on on the SY three hundred mm. when we came th- round to it. And the only reason I think I said keep was because it warranted at least some discussion. Yeah, because it's a really I've, interesting new pedal. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to buy still, it. I've I don't really seen care about that some, sort of thing. Some boards and people using it in conjunction with things like the ESA, and it's great that it doesn't need a special pickup, but it's almost too big as a product. Yeah, and I think if they put that down into the normal double pedal size, people start to go, "Wow, this is a cool synthesizer pedal yeah. that's not like anything else out on the market." But the problem is, is double the size of that. And it's also double the price. You have to really commit to owning a SY300. Because I, I thought about it and I tried it. I was like, you've got I to really want to make your guitar sound like a synthesizer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, like, but, you know, you had to really commit when, you had to really commit when, um, you know, you were buying, when people who wanted to buy something like this were buying a VG99 for £1,000 or whatever. Of course, it was. you know what I mean? Even like, an electronic micro synth at 200 quid, you've got to commit to that sort of sound yeah you know and I think that if they'd have done it at the cost of what a DD500 is I think we'd be having a different conversation because yeah I think it's it's a little price prohibitive for people wanting to kind of dabble in synth stuff like you need to like you say you really need to want to make your guitar sound like a synth and it does what it does very well is it a top five product this year I'm not sure it is I think there's things out Mm. there that have a, a, a broader appeal but also nail their kind of niche as well, as well as the SY300 does. Yeah. So we're saying SY300 is eliminated. I think so. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. Okay, so we're down to Boss DD500, Dunlop Crybaby Mini, Line 6 Helix, Strymon Dig, Montreal Assembly Counter 5, MXR Carbon Copy Bright, and the Magnetic White Atom. How many is that? Seven? Uh, three, uh, yes, seven. So, so we need to cut two. Two more. Personally, I'm a bit disappointed that there was only two products this year called the Helix. I think it would have been better if... There's maybe Ele- I'm, I'm surprised Electro Harmonics didn't do one. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. they seem to be really into naming their pedals after other things. Indeed. Um, where, where do we stand on the Helix? Because there was some discussion as to whether it is actually a pedal. And see, obviously, form factor it is a pedal. I think it should have gone in other gear, other yeah, things. Personally, I it's th- an X because, effect. Yeah, it is. And well, it's it's a it, it's a hybrid of a lot of things, and it it does a lot. And you know, you talk about wanting to commit to making your guitar sound like a synthesizer. You with the Helix, you've kind of got to commit to like really investing in the sort of the Line Six brand and the Line Six way of doing things. The I think that it's probably the best multi effects pedal. I no. It is the best multi-effects pedal on the market. It, it, hands yeah, down. Hands down, it is the best multi-effects pedal on the market right now. Is it, um, you know, does it have a broad enough appeal for it to justify the £1,000 that you need to outlay on it to make it the best thing? I think that's what, that's say, what you need I to I would say, though, it's certainly... A, I would say it's definitely a top five product, though, because I think yeah. this year it's... 
you know, in terms of its cost against other products of a similar thing and being an all floor based unit rather than being a separate head a separate rack and then a MIDI control that you've got to program. I think the fact that it's touched you know, you can have it on a table in front of you and you can touch all the buttons yeah. in front of the center. Yeah, yeah, the screen's yeah. really easy. Every button has got its own little screen for what exactly you're doing. Yeah. I think it makes life much easier in terms of editing. Um because I would say even though it's a great product to cut it down even more for the same reason of the tube screamer I would even say Crybaby Mini I wouldn't necessarily mm. say it was a top 5 product purely because it's great space saver it uh, gives people more access to the wire pedal but it's just a wire pedal it is just a wire pedal can I come at it from a slightly different angle we have three no Jay they only they only sit at one angle <laughs> that way or we that have way. three that's two angles that's two angles we have three delay pedals on this list no, that's we not have, enough. We have delay three pedal. delay pedals on this list. I think an easy way to, to an easy thing to do is to 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 chop one of those. We need to lose a delay. I think no I, way. They're they're all great. Delays. You think all three should be should be in, in the, the top, top five? I think the dig the DD five hundred and the Montreal Assembly are all yeah. really I unique and really brilliant. And the carbon, and the carbon I was thinking oh, yeah. about the carbon oh, copy. Oh right, let's definitely ditch the bright because really no, yeah, I'd, no, I'd say that's not. I think for me Strime and Dig out of those three because I agree. I, I think it had the less the least impact yeah. out of. I'm not talking about the count to five because that's very different. It's very boutique. But yeah. the DD500, I think, does pretty much everything the Dig does, plus a lot more. I think the Carbon Copy Bright is a brilliant iteration on an already amazing product. And I know that in the past we've slated things for being like, oh, it's just something that already exists with some tweaks. They are quite different. And, and I people think, would have I th- both on their pedal board. I and I also think it's quite a bit better. Like it's, I think that is subjective, but I much prefer the Carbon Copy Bright to mm. the regular <laughs> Carbon Copy. I, I, from a bass player's perspective, I, th- I think the original Carbon Copy is better. Just cause yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's got always darker, isn't it? Yes, yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, I s- certainly, you know, when we were shooting the demos for it, yes, the Carbon Copy Bright sounds great. So did lots and lots and lots of other delay pedals, including all-, all of the ones that we've spoken about and they will do a ton more but there are very few analog delay pedals out there that are as accessible yeah as this and that's you know i yeah. think yeah. you know agreed really really easy to use yeah definitely. yeah and and not just that price you know and you can pick one up in pretty much any shop in any like you can pick one up in pretty much any town mm. in the country <laughs> and yeah. it comes in a funky green color it does come in a the, slightly it's a very nice green. green very nice green all right well i mean fine <laughs> i mean i would i would, I I would personally rather have the dig and the dd are, are, are very I mean, similar that, and i yes i think the dd 500 is better than the dig i think that's the weird thing is that the dig came out and they kind of you know teased a few shots of the pedal I thought the launch it. was brilliant but the thing was is the launch was brilliant but then I think people kind of went well, actually like, I don't really want, want that 80s delay yeah no people want 80s delay but people have already got a timeline a timeline yeah, yeah absolutely and, it do- and I know it does a couple of different things but people if they want their high quality digital delay also tend to want a tape delay or some people have just got old rack the people who bought them had the old rack units yeah. they want in a smaller box and I think that actually following on from the deco people wanted something different and I think some people were hoping for tremolo some people were hoping for pitch yeah you know something that's breaking them into a different area rather than going another another delay I think the dig is the prime candidate for cutting here. I have to admit, like it's a great product. Uh, I can't deny it. The DD five hundred can do a lot of those sounds yeah. as well, can't it? Yeah. In fact, the DD five hundred, which we'll go into, 
and I think this is one thing that's been overlooked has got better processing than anything else pretty much out on the market it's 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 higher quality um, in terms of its um, sort of processing than than the Strymon and they're not too different price wise are they I guess uh, yeah that's, in fact the DD500s are slightly slightly cheaper are they okay so so I'm saying that we cut the dig is everyone happy with that yeah I would, yes. I would agree so with that so we've got to cut one more we've got to cut one more so let's just do a quick recap on the list so we've got Boss DD500 Crybaby Mini Line 6 Helix Montreal Assembly Counter 5 the MXR Carbon Copy Bright and the Magnetic White Atom Jay if you had to cut one of those what would it be I would cut the fuzz Matt Knight I would cut the Crybaby Mini I would also cut the Mini I hate to say it I think I would cut the Crybaby Mini cool. I do like one and I kind of do want one because I've got a Crybaby on the board hmm. it's too big and I- the Crybaby Mini sounds better but if I had to lose a pedal on my board I'd be always just be not have a while. Yeah, 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 of course. It's, it's yeah, certainly yeah. the least exciting pedal. Yeah, and yeah, let's yeah, not yeah. say anything bad about it. I, I have no idea why that isn't the standard size for whilst. That it just makes so much. Well, I mean, I so think it's just it's just a historical thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's they were probably I guess they were built out of old um, bus parts. Bus parts. They were built out of the the number twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Not that, that at love all. That bus. So we're down to the five Boss DD five hundred. Line 6 Helix Montreal Assembly Counter 5 MXR Carbon Copy Bright and the Magnetic White Atom mm. what do we think about the fifth place I would say in terms of like a usable and excessive accessible it, pedal but not necessarily ground breaking would probably be the Counter 5 because I've got one and I love it what? but it's just a great pedal to have on your board no but it's way not can that be five come on that... I don't know maybe the carbon copy bright then sounds great but it's it, it, it's a tweaked carbon copy we love the carbon copy but the bright is just a tweaked version and yes you'd have both on your pedal board but would you necessarily put it in the top three best pedals of this year see I'm I'm not actually hugely married to any of these pedals um, See, which, I'm completely the other way. At least three of them, I think I might buy right, okay. in the next twelve months. I mean, would you? No, oh, I know what those are. Yeah, yeah, they're the three cheap ones. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 but you know, see, for but, me, on the fifth on that list, without a doubt, would be the Line Six Helix because it, I have absolutely no use for it. I, I think, think no, there's I agree. other products out yeah. there doing the amp modelling better in a. I don't think. I, I, I don't think no, there is actually. I, I think the thing is with the Helix is that you've got to be invested in yeah. not uh, buying that, multiple pedals. And I yeah. think that was the best. That thing. was the best point we raised whilst talking about the Helix is that you. I can't remember which one you said it. It was, but, it was um, me. Um, you have to buy into Line Six as a brand, yeah, yeah. and you have to be completely bought into them. And it doesn't allow any creativity. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, it does because you can, can patch, patch stuff in. in. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But still, but, but you I, know, you're investing a thousand pounds in. Absolutely, you're investing a thousand pounds in something you plug in, ideally into like an FRFR like powered cab. Yeah, and that you sit and program sounds and. You know, you're not necessarily tied to those sounds, but no. you're investing all your time in in one unit. And I think the great thing about pedals now, there being so much, is that yeah. you can pick and choose so many different things to create your own exactly. sort of palette of yeah. sounds. Where the Helix, everything is on there, and there's loads and of great sounds on there. You can't bring in anything else. Exactly, and there are there are people for who that is the Helix is ideal for. 
Um, we're not claiming to speak for everyone. We speak for the four of us, and I think that we are not the sort of people that would want yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. Sit yeah, down I think and that's, I, yeah. It's just not the right product for us. Mm. So for that reason, yeah, I'd, I'd happily sit it in fifth. I would be happy with the Helix in fifth. Jay, I, I would yep, agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Are you sure? You look. Uh, <sighs> I, you you just you want that white atom is low down on no, the list. No, 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 not at all, not at all. That's that's not you know I I I can't really get involved in dis- discussions about fuzz because I don't I don't really like fuzz pedals. Okay, I, I never really like fuzz pedals. I think they're they're too that it's it's too much right. for for you know I, I'm not really into the glitchy. But that's what I like about the about white atom. This, I, I understand dial it back. I understand that as well. I and I do get it. I really do. I think the helix is. Uh, I think we're getting a bit. It is very difficult because we're we're all very much into individual pedals, mm. and the Helix is so far away from. You know, we're into individual pedals and cool amps. Yeah, and the Helix is so far away from that. Yeah, it's so far away from that. It is. You know, it's a unit onto itself. You know, it, it, you and it is. You've just got to buy into that but way of thinking, and I think that it's it's difficult from up uh, for us to. You know, the Helix is perfect if you're a session musician. The Helix is perfect if you're in a wedding band or if you're in a covers band. Is it? It's a thousand pounds. You know how saying. much money these yeah, wedding but, bands get. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But, but is, if it was five hundred quid, I think I'd be willing to sort of put aside my feelings on individual mm. ped- pedals and cool amps and say, well, this is you know a great alternative solution. I, I just think for a thousand. I mean, pounds, I certainly, I, th- I felt, I felt about that. I thought that with the G system. The TCG system, yeah. which was that sort of money, you know, it was twelve hundred quid five years ago. You know, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of money. This is a much, much better product, a much better, a much like so much easier to use. You know, you've got to com- what you've got to do is you've got to compare this to Axe FX, which will set you back what three grand. Yeah, you know, two, two, three grand. Although the thing that I feel about this is they by putting everything in there, yeah, they've limited themselves to a much smaller market. So. I think that firstly a lot of session guys still want single pedals I don't think they actually want something like this I think uh, particularly live like people like the pedals that they use and they build a pedal board around that I think for a covers band yes maybe this is quite a good product um, but so is a Boss ME80 completely yeah 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 for studio recording I think people would much prefer something like a Kemper where they can actually model the sounds of amps perhaps they already own mm. um, so I'm thinking of someone who's actually in a studio they've got an amp collection they want to downsize and use something that uses digital modelling perhaps um, or they can trade patches with their mates who also yeah, work yeah. in recording, recording studios um, I'm not sure what the Helix is aimed at I don't know who is going to buy one people who are very well off in covers bands I think are the yeah, only yeah yeah and and like people who use very very high gain metal stuff you yeah. know people who like you know we're very removed but, from that from that metal world from that, that sort of gent world but like there's st- and I've realised that the sort of the um people are moving away from Axe FX in general but I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that they're bloody hard to program I, it's not that I think it's just that they're not as accessible as other you, products you can't walk into a shop and no, try one you, can't, buy, no, you no. can't walk into a shop and try one and that is difficult but they sell them on the back of everyone else using them and, pe- and people that are buying them are into bands who are also using them and they're going oh well I can get that sound where someone might actually walk into store try a Helix and you know, oh yeah, that's the product for me. And I think, the, and it speaks for itself, the fact that 
no one's really had a demo one because they've all been pre-sold yeah, and they can't keep up the orders absolutely. but I wouldn't say it would it, it should be any higher than five five we think we're going at five I, scored, I'm, I mean I'm, I just wanted to have the discussion about it more, yeah. than, more than anything well of course we have to reason out why we're, why yeah. we're doing these things so the fourth spot what does everyone think I don't know. I, I'm gonna. I mean, should we should gonna, we start talking about a top three rather than the fourth? Yeah, thing? I mean, up yeah. to you. Yeah, what would you out of what we got left? What doesn't make it into your top three, Joe? Well, what what is the what top is three? the top three? Yeah. What is the top three? What is by, the top three? By I mean, by proxy, because like I say, I mean, I'm not hugely into 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 fuzz, and it's it's not. You know, I, I and I I really get why I do get why this is a a bit different for me. It's you know it is maybe I need to maybe I need to plug it in and spend a bit of time with it. But well, this is it. The three of us. Are- a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We'll yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, for me... My favourite of these is the carbon copy. Okay. Um, Once again, Jay Cross, the man with the least pedals, picking the safest thing on this uh, top yeah, five. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, the other thing is, though, is, and this might sound a bit controversial, but I'm not sure I really like the DD500. Okay. I, I just. It was kind of it was brought out as a main man nice. nice. shaking his head. I mean his head his head, his head might fall off his but, neck. It's shaking so much. Put the butter knife down, Matt. I um, I it was brought out to be a competitor to the timeline yep. and to the time factor. I mean, okay, maybe it wasn't brought out to be a competitor. If it's Actually, that, I think it was. If it's into but, that. Product group. Yes. So you know, it's uh, it's up. If you're if you're looking at that, you know, your the other options you've got if you want something like that are a timeline. You've got a uh, time factor. You've got a um, a space and even time space. I think the thing is what you've got to bear in mind though is the D. What and this is you know what we've said about things like the ES8 is that Boss have looked into these products. They've almost got the advantage because they're bringing out these products much later than you know. Yep. Even tied, um, Time Factor's been out for probably five years now. Yep. Timeline's been out for four. The DD500 does more than all of those. Yes. The fact that, you know, so on the ES8, you've got a, this, a function called Assign, which allows you to assign one button to do up to 12 things at once, via MIDI, patching in loops, using an internal expression pedal. Yeah. 
you've got up to eight assigns on the DD500. So one, you can actually change what the functions and the buttons do, and one button can do up to eight parameters at once. Yes. So having things like instant half time on things like your delay, and also not just going, oh, well, what we're going to do is we're going to do an analog and a tape. Yeah, that's fine. They all do that. They're focused on doing all of their classic digital delay sounds and things like the Terror Echo, you know, special effects, things like the Shimmer, filters, and just being able to, like, do a multitude of different things via MIDI, I think is a big thing that they've kind of brought into that. Um, I think just for that alone, the fact that it is taking on its boss who are traditionally quite conservative in what they've done. And they um, changed the design. They actually, they actually went yep. out there and went, actually, we're, we're going to go away from this compact you know realistically the boss pedal design the compact pedal design is probably the best pedal design out there in terms of just how solid it is how it works and how reliable it is and have gone actually what we need is to put it in a different type of box so we can add more features more foot switches and change it around with a bigger screen and you know they've also got the advantage of it being a more modern product having a much better processor Better screen, yeah. But like you say, yeah, compatibility with the ES8. So, we well, still so, have done top three. Jay, top three. Top three would be three, two, one in that order. Three, two, one. DD five hundred. Count to five. Carbon copy. Man, all Hmm. I would do yeah. three, yeah. two, one. I think I would do count to five. White Atom DD five hundred. Joe Branton. Um. I'd probably go. Um. White Atom DD500 and then count to five. Wow. So I think the, judging by your responses and kind of what I think, the count to five needs to sit at number two. Yeah, in the middle. Um, Happy with that. It's so what's in number four? So number four is the carbon copy. Carbon copy bright, I think. Yeah, because no, we neither, none of us no, mentioned that. I said it, it. I said it was number one. Did you? Oh, I, I did. Listening. Don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, listen to your opinions. I guess it comes down to what I have picked. I think. I, well, because just well, all right. Here's what I would think. So my top three, I think, would be the White Atom, the Counter Five, and the DD Five Hundred. DD Five Hundred being number one. Mm. So I'd be happy with the DD Five Hundred victory. So I that think. makes that number one. Okay. So we'll do DD Five Hundred number one. Congratulations, DD Five Hundred. And then I think it makes the Count five, number two, and then the, the carbon copy number three. I think it was White Atom at number three. I think because these two didn't mention it, and I didn't mention it. Well, but I put it top, so so you lose. <laughs> <laughs> so in theory, unless there's any last minute changes, we have Line Six Helix at number five. Oh, I've got a quick change. I think um, carbon, carbon, carbon number copy one. right should be number one. <laughs> can I edit this? I think I carbon copy right at number four. Uh, number three, magnetic effects, white atom fuzz. Stop changing things in the spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, number two, the Montreal Assembly counter five, and the Boss DD five hundred. How does that sit with everyone? I really I, I I like that's it. Great. I'm think, happy with that. I think I'm, I'm, a happy with, I'm happy with democracy. A Montreal Assembly and a DD five hundred in the top two. I think, it's, you think one of the most it? outrageous out there boutique yeah. effects on the market. Yeah, like literally that pedal is. Have we, it, Unlike anything else, I don't else think we've market. actually spoken about at all about what it does. We in, have in, in previous podcasts. Yeah, but yeah, not. but maybe a quick so, over. Uh, so a quick overview. It's uh, a looper, a three-mode looper that effectively records the sounds and it allows you to alter the time, pitch, 
and direction of the loop. Yeah. So you can record an eight. How's eight, that not number one? I know. Yeah, exactly. So you can record like an eight second loop and then you can record it will basically record it three times you can, or you, you can, can quantize it in three different modes yeah and then you can actually quantize the pitch yeah. and then change the speed and the direction you can have three loops each going in a different direction at a different time it's, it's, like, it's, I mean, it's, kind, of, it's kind of like how with the SY300 everything you record goes through um, the, the signal goes gets split three yeah. ways and goes through the but three to be built by um, a guy who basically builds them out of his garage yeah and just kind of and sells them on a blog it doesn't but, yeah, even have it's, it it's a blog I had to email him to put a deposit down and he just the sent me a PayPal are, like, just stamped on in like courier fonts I really want one I really yeah, want but, one. Uh, but they're actually a really solid well built unit because on the back plate count to five is actually engraved on the back and then painted in right everything feels really solid um, they, they it's, are it's, I mean, the only reason I didn't put it at, at number one is purely because I think it is highly unique and I think you kind of have to really yeah. work with it where I think you could plug in the DD500 yeah the DD500 is something that I think everyone can yeah. but I, I think that's a great top two considering what, what won last time yeah. um, then I think you know, it, 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 just brilliant that we've got another two yeah. really high quality high end pedals coming so through. Best pedal of the year, 2015. Number five, the Line 6 Helix. Number four, the MXR Carbon Copy Bright. Uh, number three, the respectable Magnetic Effects White Atom. Uh, number two, Montreal Assembly Counter 5. And number one, best pedal of 2015, the Boss DD500. Bang. Strong yeah. showing for Roland and Boss this year. Just looking down the list, um, the uh, Boss ESA, the Roland JC40, and the DD500 are all uh, going to be in the running. Imagine that as a rig. Wait, did the ESA win its it, category? It did. <laughs> it did. Um, okay, oh, so. That's so bad. Well, that they're I hope, all, I hope yeah. my Roland t shirts are turning up in the post, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to reiterate the fact that I don't like the DD500. <laughs> Just that. In the interest but of parity, the great thing is you could, you know, you get you, you plug your guitar, which was the uh, what was our guitar winner? It was the, the you 2016, get, you get 2016 the, the Roland GA strap. You yeah. uh, you put it into your ES8, use the patches on that to control the DD500 via MIDI stereo out into your JC40 for an incredible stereo rig. That is <laughs> and, a great rig. And while you're listening to your stereo on your Fly 3. Yeah. Oh, which God. Joe Branton hates. So, <laughs> the DD500 and the Montreal Assembly Counter 5 join uh, the rest of that stuff uh, in the the uh, final, which we're going to be doing on the final day of this uh, this countdown. Um, we've also got weirdest gear coming up in this episode. It. Let's have a break. We'll come back and we'll do uh, 2015's weirdest gear. And we're back talking about 2015. And we're back. What was that? What? And we're back. That was good. What? Can we do anything weird? Yeah, no, but I'll tell you what is weird. What? 2015's weirdest gear. Um, weirdest gear. It's a it's a real short category uh, this time around. Cause this weirdest year, gear. Is that, it like luminous cocaine? That doesn't make any sense. Well, it does make sense. Just not a good joke. No. no. <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, bit of a short category because there hasn't actually been that much weird stuff released this year. Um, we've got four things on here and we'll do a little rundown. I think what we just need to do is select a winner and a runner-up, mm. basically. We don't need to do a top five for this. We can't because there aren't five things. So, first up, the Digitech Trio. Um, Digitech's kind of band emulator. Um, the Electronics Key 9, which is their, uh, I guess, a piano simulator. Um, the ACPAD MIDI controller, which is a MIDI controller you attach to the front of an acoustic guitar. You may have seen the video floating around. Indeed. Mm. Uh, it was Kickstarter Kickstart project yeah. uh, released this year. Um, and the Ranger FX Echo X plus Igor. Or mm-hmm. Igor. So, what are we thinking? Digitech Trio well, we, obviously is quite... Should we, should we talk through each one sort yeah, of briefly? Yeah, let, let's do it. So, what are your experiences so far with the Digitech Trio? Very good. Apart from a lot of people think it's a looper. And it isn't a looper. Okay. Um, what do you but, mean? So it doesn't actually loop your guitar sound. What it does, you you, you basically... Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And that's the big thing. Oh, it... Yeah, What okay. it does is it learns the what guitar playing, chords you put into it. creates a loop of bass and drums. Yes. Bass and drums based on those chord changes. So what works really well is actually having it after a looper, learning, playing chords, or actually... L- in fact, what actually kind of works better is going into a looper, looping your uh, four chords, whatever, and then hitting learn on the trio afterwards. So then you can use a looper and trio in conjunction. For so you can still have guitar sounds and then you can mm. play over the top as well. But an amazing bit of kit for just writing, for, yeah. give, for ideas. Yeah. And actually, you know, just for, for jamming that is a little bit different to a looper. I mean, it is a pretty... I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, the drum sounds aren't great. The bass sounds aren't fantastic. But in terms of like an ideas machine, it's brilliant. Yeah, great. I think a really useful home home use tool. I was a bit like, oh, what is this when it came out? But for the money you spend, um, I think, yeah, yeah, innovative and a good next step. I mean, that's damn clever that you can play four chords into it and it writes a drum part and a, and a bass line. And yeah. and yeah, the sounds aren't amazing, but then it's not designed for stadium use, is it? You know, it, it, it's, it's a great writing tool, I don't as know. you say. You can see that, that at Wembley. As we do every year, I think we need to define what we're looking for in the weirdest gear category. Yeah, because the, the only well, thing I I'd say... Is it weird enough? Mm. It's pretty damn unusual. I suppose it's weird, but... There's nothing else it's like not, it. It's not an effect, <coughs> in a sense, is it? It doesn't do anything it's to not your doing, guitar to sound. A, I know, but it doesn't do anything to your guitar sound. I don't think it adds anything to a performance... Is it anything new? Yes, in terms of making something on the fly. I th- but then there's also a lot of good software out there that... I think it's weird drums. in the way that now, if you walked into a junk shop and you saw, like, a electroharmonics, that clap effect or whatever that... Yeah. Or the, the whatever it's called, the space drum. Or uh, if you just saw one of those kicking around... Like, back in the day, that was meant as, like, an actual performance tool. If you saw one kicking around in a junk shop now, you'd be like, oh, that's weird. I think the Digitech Trio could have that in a few years' time. I agree. Um, you kind of sort of thing that you'd stumble on and be like, do people actually use this? But I agree, it's almost a little bit outdated. Like, you, you, that's exactly yeah. right. Like, who's using outboard stuff to write anymore? Like, you, everyone's just using their computers and, and software and, yeah. and um, the massive amount of stuff, the, the unending with, amount of stuff that you have access to. Things like Easy Drummer, where you basically tell it a genre and it goes, right, okay, well, here's all the drum loops I've got in that genre. And then you can really dig down to narrow it down to a couple of things. It then plays the loop on a virtual kit and then you can actually take individual hits out and you can create 
extensive real life performance drums that vary in like 10 minutes yeah. you know and I know maybe that's not as easy as just you know, playing playing on that but if, I suppose if the maybe trio had come out di- 10 years ago market. some people are quite computer uh, adverse though aren't they a lot of people wouldn't ever set that up whereas this you can yeah. literally just plug a guitar in and you've got a drummer and a bass player yeah. backing up your tunes you know True. and like the drums sound a bit rubbish yeah they do but sound the, rubbish. The, I think the bass sounds really good yeah. I think it's I think it's quite interesting actually the way that the bass uh, and I can see Joe try to hold back a uh, an no, L, I, I an was LOL actually, thinking that a punk is is uh, is smiling no, at drums. No, no, I was actually really impressed with the bass as well. They're all walking bass lines, on yeah. There, and and just the fact that it's intelligent enough to to root around the scales that are being used behind those chords, I think, is great. It doesn't just play a sort of droning bum 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 yeah. bum bum. Did you take a? It's a bit of a weird one, really, because I mean, that's the, the Mark Packham signature model. Yeah, the Mark Packham and Jay Cross style. <laughs> the, of bass uh, yeah. Um, they did you take a bit of a weird one because they they brought out quite a lot of effects this year. Nothing that made it into the into the, the top. But they've been trying the to top. be boutique this year. Haven't well, yeah, because yeah, they, they did like the, the Polara, the, the, the Polara, and the Mosaic twelve string effect. They're and getting creative the, on the artwork. And there, uh, there was the Supernatural last mm. year or the year before. Yeah, yeah last um, year. Mm. That was you know that was that was a great pedal. And you know they're doing some very interesting stuff. And I think that I think it's cool that they're they're pushing it a little bit like this because you know the, they need to. Because like the RP stuff is just oh, it's just it hasn't really uh, hasn't moved. well, it's just, no, it's not. just it's cheap multi effects. It hasn't they, moved you know? forward yeah. for a long time. Um, so, Electroharmonics Key Nine. How do we feel right, about I, the, the latest in it, Electroharmonics keyboard uh, emulators? I love all of these, the B9, yeah. C9, and the Key Nine. I think they are great. They actually sound really good. I think the people who use it very well get it to sound brilliant I think loads of people plug it in and get disheartened with it very quickly but mm. I think you have to Hard change to the way you have to change the way you play and what you play you can't just strum chords it, well, it doesn't that's work it. Like the funny that. thing is I think you actually have to be able to play an organ or yeah you have to kind of know how to like to, stab at the mm, at the mm. notes and stuff yeah and yeah. certainly when it, all the demonstrations that Electro Harmonics had done of these of course sound brilliant but it's because those guitar players if you actually watch what the guitarist is doing like his hands is very sort of counterintuitive to the way yes. we'd normally play yeah mm. it sounds just like a piano or an organ um, mm. and, and I guess it's just like that they obviously can play both instruments yeah. well I mean in the, in, that's only in the same way as you know with going back to what we were talking about with the SY300 or the you know any of the, the Roland synth machines you know if you wanted to turn your guitar into something that sounded like a trombone yeah. you had to play the guitar kind of like a trombone yeah. you know and it's just you can't plug this in and be like right cool I'm going to play Sweet Child of Mine and it's going to sound just like I'm playing it on the piano true but that said I think it's pedals like this that actually if you go off the beaten track they offer the most like if you mm. push them to their most their most ridiculous limits that's when you get cool weird sounds and that's when people that's when guitarists can create their own sound and their own like palette of effects that that they use and i i I think yeah pedals like this that are designed for one thing that have Mm. so many parameters that you could obviously push them way outside of it i i think it's a great product the um the b9 and c9 which are the organ simulators actually sound really good when you like crunch a couple of notes together and play some like more discordant stuff they just yeah. freak out a little bit and I assume that the key nine is yeah. doing the same so yeah weird bit of kit really and it's weird that electronics keep bringing them out like there must be mm. they've, obviously, they've obviously found out how to do this yeah and have just got right put it in everything yeah, yeah 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 so what do we get next do we get the trombone simulator oh, oh. God, I would love that. I want a clarinet one. I wish I could play clarinet. Well, what rhymes with what? What rhymes with oh, yeah. those three? 
B, C, K, D, the D9. D9. The K9. I want the K9. And it just it dog, doesn't, dog doesn't noises. Rhyme, but I want the K9. It's just dog noises. Different types of dog. That, I'd be into that. Yeah, completely. You could have uh, the dog from Turner and Hooch. You could have the dog from Beethoven. You could have the dog from. <laughs> what about. The, the, what about. The, you should. The, the they dogs should, in Babe. The dog in Babe. Uh, the ones from um, that one where they all have to run home and uh, Martin home McFly about. plays one of the dogs. Home about. They should collab with. Um, like one of the they should they should do a, a collab with like a uh vocoder and make it sound like the dogs in up i've not seen up the talking dogs <laughs> yeah they were great so the Acpad midi controller matt knight oh my god well this is just in here because it's weird yeah it's not, not good. Good. I mean, and that's, and it's not good and only, no, but they're supposed to be the best i think no, the they're only, supposed to be the weirdest i think the yeah. only thing is, is this technically isn't actually an available product yet because it's still okay. on Kickstarter. Is it a Kickstarter? Four, yeah. It's Kickstarter four days to go. It's made fourteen dollars so far. It's made actually it. made two hundred and fifty-nine thousand yeah. euros. Quarter of a million. Quarter of a million euros. Actually, completely bonkers. Yeah. But what the, insane but, acoustic players yeah, are there out there? You know, I think it raises a good point about Kickstarter in the fact that there's a lot of people out there doing yeah. some great stuff on there. But we've seen products like this, like the Guitar Wing, yeah. already before. We've seen products like this, and unfortunately I just don't think they ever take off because one I think the people who I think it's always the thing with demo videos and same as we say with electroharmonics is the demo videos can make it sound great but especially yeah. something like this with MIDI is there's no instant gratification with this product you don't stick it on your guitar and then all of a sudden you're you like, need it to control oh, something you've got to control something so you, there's a whole load of other bits you've got to have yeah. for it to work very well and it's a, a, a great idea but I think not something you no. would necessarily... I mean, you know, I think time, or something like time that. Time and time again, we see this sort of marriage of technology and guitars just fall flat on its face, and it is... As a better product that we, I think we did have in Weirdest Gear last year was the Ibanez RGKB6. It did. It actually got through to the finals of uh, Gear of the Year last yeah, year. Yeah, which... Did I it? Think Why wasn't was it in 2014? Uh, I can't remember. Because no, it wouldn't it have might, won, I think. I just forgot I, to put I it I think in. it might have been the year before. I think it was actually the year before. I think, I think it was probably the year before. It wasn't. Yeah. It was last year. Was it? Yeah. Because yeah. I saw them at NAMM 2014. But right. the thing is, is that, you know, that is more accessible in the fact that it was a nice, easy touchpad and it had a load of effects built in and you could just plug it in and away you go. Yeah. Where this is like, oh, it's MIDI controlled and I think it's... I'm not sure if it's Bluetooth or, you know, it's just... I just don't think people... Oh, it's wireless. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's it's pretty weird I, bit of I kit, think, though. To be honest, yeah, expect to see it on the next crap Muse album next year. <laughs> I, think like, I think something like the Fishman Triple Play was better. To be honest, okay, okay. Um, and for me, I, I wouldn't put it in in its top two. Great idea, great product, but I still think these products don't have legs. The right thing. They're not. They're not quite let the, yet there yet to be fully usable by everyone. Okay, but you know that's the the. That's what makes them weird. But, and well, that's the beauty of Kickstarter yeah. is that you know you can find that you can find the. Go back to the, go to the top of that thing. I was going to say no one's just, pledged no, the ultimate to, goal to yet. What is the ultimate goal? Uh, Seven thousand dollars, and you get a free concert performance. But what right. you can do is you can, and what's happened here is you can find the thousand people in the world yeah, who need this one thing and are willing to. <laughs> 
put you know back it you know that's that's what's great about Kickstarter yeah. they need to sell a thousand units and they've done that before they've even made it yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. so last product on this list is the Ranger FX Echo X plus Igor now I didn't put this in best pedal because like I said I don't think it's one of the best pedals this year but it is very very weird um, what is the Ranger FX Echo X plus Igor so it is a mini pedal delay with more controls on it than I have ever seen squeezed onto yeah. a delay pedal. Okay. So um, you, you've, I mean, bear in mind on a on a on a mini pedal. We're talking like Moore size pedals. Three it, is the maximum, basically. Well, yeah. Well, exactly. Even even the actual foot switch itself is taking up a third of your space. Yeah. Um, they've managed to fit five controls on the front and two. On the bottom, <laughs> amazing. When I say the bottom, I mean um, not d- underneath. The, the, That'd the, be ridiculous. Almost the yeah, <laughs> the, the bit that the faces side. you. The, the bit, the, yeah, the, the bit that faces you. Yeah, well, faces your feet, faces your foot. Yeah, F- face your feet. So two more controls there, and it's got an input, uh, an input, an input. It's got an input <laughs> for. Uh, it's got an input for the um, for the eagle. Their um, their sort of uh, touch sensitive expression pad, which is uh, in itself a bonkers bit of kit. Th- this is. A, this could be in a double, like a double pedal boss size yeah. thing, yeah. and and that's the amount of size it should take up, and they fit it into just, a micro pedal. It's, it's I just, think this is wicked. I think this is one of the best pedals that's come out this I year. I think it's just a great idea. The fact that you know, you can. It's got that effect send function. So the more you turn up the send, the more the repeats carry on after you turn the delay off. And what a brilliant idea! Nothing else really, you know. A lot of other pedals have trails. The trails, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which obviously is a little bit, I suppose, designated by the repeats function. Yeah. But the fact that you can have this this send control, but then you can get that to oscillate, and you can overload the actual input for distortion, and it's still got an overall output volume as well. It's, I mean, it's just like such an awesome bit of kit. Also, just just they they've got the input and the output are top mounted. Yeah, um, which saves so much space. Yeah, exactly. Especially on a mini pedal, I find that when they're on either side, one of the biggest problems is actually that the jacks are sort of so big and weighty mm-hmm. that they actually pull the pedal around yeah, a bit, yeah, even yeah. when you velcro it down. And if you put it on the top, you're not getting that yeah. because you don't get that kind of sideways yeah. pull. Exactly. Which uh, I mean is one of the one of the daftest things that's obviously so simple to get around well I mean technically they haven't got around it the um, uh, the Ranger effects pedal isn't uh, flat is, is the best way I can describe it it's, it's actually angled on the top so it's oh, like so a wedge it's I didn't deeper. even see that that's it's deeper at the, yeah it's a wedge shape yeah exactly so yeah deeper at the tops in order to accommodate the two inputs but really you know vertical size is doesn't really matter no, I suppose, it's, it's, and, and what else blows my mind is it is 0.5 mil narrower than all other standard mini pedal stop is boxes it's so ridiculous thinner than a, like a more pedal than a more pedal wow it is an absolutely brilliant pedal what a wicked thing to have for 100 quid that's all it is the question is though quid, and you could definitely fit it on your board is it weird it's it's weird. weird. Okay. That's really weird. I Good. think the eagle really sets it off at the weirdness yeah, factor. The, the eagle. Let's. I mean, that's the one we should be talking about. Like a, a micro jack input. I mean, um, touch sensitive expression control that looks a bit like a bee's eye. <laughs> the funny thing. The funny thing eye. is actually when I talk to um, the guy who makes all of these and when he first invented David that, David Ranger. Yeah, he 
D Ranger. That's a great name. D Ranger. He made it because he had a friend who um, <laughs> was in a wheelchair. So when he used effects, he couldn't like use any expression. So he built it so it's pressurized. So he could put it in his mouth. Really? And then control the frequency on the fuzz pedal with the expression pedal. This in his is winning this category. I'm that putting is, it out there now. That this is yeah, incredible. This, uh, 100%. Yeah, this pedal this is, winning is the absolutely category. brilliant. And so, you're absolutely right, it should win. Let's pick two from that list of the Digitech Trio, the Key 9, the ACPAD MIDI controller, and the Ranger FX Igor X. Plus, no, FX Echo Ranger FX Echo X plus Igor. I say winner Ranger FX. Yeah, second 100%. place Key Nine. I'd probably. Or agree do we go with the trio? You? I'd probably go trio. Actually, I'd probably I could probably be swayed to the yeah, trio. I mean, the trio is definitely it, weirder. If, I mean, if we're going to rate on that. We've already had is... the B nine and the C nine, so we know what they do, and it's yeah. not anything new in the sense of no. Yeah, okay, I'm cool with the trio, but I'm really glad the Ranger FX one. I, I have to be honest, I think I would have been, if this had gone into pedals, I would have been fighting for it um, in, into the top five to, so to, to seed pretty highly there. I, I think it m- probably wouldn't have made my top five, but now it's got a chance in, yeah, the, uh, exactly. in the Gear of the Year finals. Wicked. So there we go, the Ranger FX, Echo X and Igor is our weirdest bit of kit in 2015. Everyone go and buy it. Yes. 99 quid. 91. Christmas. 91 quid. 91 pounds. Crazy. For goodness sake. And the Digitech Trio is the run-up. So both of those will be joining the Gibson 2016 Nesbill Traditional, the 96 Variac Standard, the Boss ES8, the TC Polytune Clip, the Roland JC40, the PV Classic 20 Mini, the Blackstar Fly 3, the Strymon Deco, the Boss DD500, the Montreal Assembly Counter 5 in our finals wow, of Gear of the Year. that's great. Gear. I have to say quickly on the Ranger effects. Also, the the eagle that comes with it, um, it's not linked to it. It's it it, it fits via a, a mini jack. It's so detachable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, essentially, you could put a jack adapter on that, and you can use that as as an expression pad with anything. Yep. that takes yeah. expression, which yeah. is double win. Coming up on the podcast tomorrow, we've got best bass product 2015 and listener choice 2015. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.